Hello out there. We're here another night on our our weekly blog, Spiritism in the Spirit World Around Us, with myself, Brian Foster, and we are here every Sunday night at 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific, all time zones in between, and all around the world. We have people from all over listening to us. Tonight we're talking more about Spiritism 101. We're going to start talking about the Earth, the past, present, and future, and some other chapters in this book. We're going through the book chapter by chapter, giving everybody kind of just a, a uh, survey of Spiritism. You can get this book. You join my Facebook uh, site. Go to my blog, nwspiritism.com. If you, if you navigate down on the right-hand side, you'll see uh, join the Facebook site, Spiritism the Spirit World Around Us. Go to the file section. You can download this book for free on PDF. Otherwise, it's on Kindle 99 cents, and it's also available on paperback. So, Spiritism. But what is the first book? If you're interested in Spiritism, I really recommend this is the book that you read. Alan Kardec. If you click on his picture, you'll find a lot more books uh, by Alan Kardec in the EDIC bookstore. They have a lot of translations from Portuguese and Alan Kardec's book and Chico Xavier and others for this book. So please tell your friends about also the Facebook radio, uh, Kardec Radio Facebook page, which we and I and others, we, we will do live um, uh, Facebook streaming as, as I'm doing now on this Facebook page, Kardec Radio Facebook page. And also please remember Kardec Radio. That is a app you can put on your uh, Apple phone or your Android phone. Look up Kardec Radio. And again, here's his name. Here's another book by Kardec. Another, I love this book, The Gospel According, according to uh, Spiritism. Kardec. Look up Kardec Radio and you will uh, get download that app for free and you can get Spiritist messages and programs 24 hours a day. So it's a wonderful thing. Many people say they love it a lot. So please uh, tell your friends, share this video, uh, tell them about Kardec Radio uh, Facebook page. Uh, please visit my my site, nwspiritism.com. Uh, subscribe to my BitChute, our YouTube channel. You can There's videos, and this video will be posted to that channel. So let's start. I don't keep people waiting. The Earth, past, present, and future. Now, I'm going to tell you this is going to be very summary, and this is really talking about the level of planets. So Earth has a destiny, and we are all part of it. Our planet is destined to travel through distinct phases, as every other planet in the universe. They start out as primitive planets. So as spirits ascend, so shall the fate of the Earth. So this is important to remember. The Earth will not ascend until the majority of the people on the Earth also have ascended. So in the book, The Gospel According to Spiritism, which I showed you right here, in chapter 3, there's an explanation of the different worlds that spirit will inhabit during their long trek towards purification. Now, where do we start out? We started out in a primitive world, which is intended for the first incarnations of the human soul. The beings that inhabit them are, to a certain extent, rudimentary. They have the human form, but are devoid of any beauty. Their instincts are not tempered by any sentiment of refinement or benevolence or by any notions of right or wrong. 
Brute force is the only law. With no industry or inventions, they spend life in conquest of food. The earth was once a primitive world. So this brings us to where we are now. We are in the planet of atonement, also called a world of trial and expiation. Doesn't sound that great to be here, does it? Well, that's because there are downsides, but the upsides, the upside is we're being trained. The upside is we're, we're really learning a lot in life after life. It may not be the classes you thought you signed up for, but actually probably most of you did before you were reborn. You probably asked for these classes, but since we're in the middle of them, we're going, I don't know if I like this, but that's where we are. You are living on this world. There is more evil present than good. I think we all know that, unfortunately. And now you know why life is not easy, because it's not supposed to be why you are reincarnated on this planet Earth, a planet of atonement. When I mean atonement, we pay for our past wrongs. Now, Spiritism does not like to use the word sins, because some things are considered sins, which we don't, right? Uh, it's wrongs. And what are wrong? Well, really, I mean, if you boil down Spiritism, it's it's follow the golden rule, do unto others as you would like others to be done unto you. And, and really a wrong is up to each of us. What a wrong is that, that affects us the most is what violates our conscience, that set of divine laws that's given to each person on earth. You can ignore them all you want, but they will hit you eventually. So now's the time to get in line with your conscience. So, but where are we going now? So many spirits say that we are on the trek to become a regenerative world. Actually, most of us They say that the first phase is now beginning. What we are told is that many spirits are starting to reincarnate. There were higher spirits, spirits from other planets who were on the next world up from us are coming here to reincarnate as a human. It shows you how much that they uh, sacrifice themselves for to come here on this planet to help our society and our people rise to a new level. In fact, in uh, Devaldo's, uh, Franco's book, Planetary Tra uh, Transition, they talked about uh, people being born to couples, right? And they come from a higher planet and they will be honest politicians. They will be doctors that care more about their patients than getting money. Uh, they'll do all these type of things that they will show us. They will be the light that we, the light and the example that we should follow. So, what's next? So, after a re, uh, as we start this plan of regeneration, right? Now, some souls still may have something to expiate, pay off debt of a person, or just actually learn new talents, and may absorb new strengths by, you know, and many will absorb new strengths by resting from the fatigue of the struggle they had from a world of trial and expiation, which is a world of atonement where we are now. I think there is still some ignorance. I don't know if I call it evil. There's still some evil, but, you know, more like ignorance, but much reduced. The good outweighs the evil, and consequently, there's no motive for hatred or discord. To us, that will be a paradise. To us, that will be a most wonderful place where we don't have to stress over the little things and our lifespan will be longer uh, we will mature faster there'll be there'll be physical changes to our body after that there's happy worlds where good outweighs evil on happy worlds 
This is where we go after we're done with a, a plan of regeneration. We still retain our human form, although our senses are more acute. After a happy world is a heavenly or divine world where good reigns completely. All inhabitants are purified spirits. There is no evil at all, no ignorance. Therefore, as spirits who are incarnate on earth at a higher level, the planet shall become a regenerative world. This is the outcome we are all striving to attain. And in fact, what I heard is that um, uh, uh, Geraldo, who was an assistant to Chico, said that there are certain um, spirits that are reincarnating, which is Buddha and Socrates are two of the names that I had heard. So that is uh, very exciting that, you know, Socrates and Buddha are, are very, were very high spirits. They were actually ministers to Jesus who came before Jesus came to earth and, you know, gave approximately the same message, right? It's all about being nice, being loving, being caring, being honest. So I like to stress that each of us has a part to play in this effort. Not only do we need to individually improve, but we should help our brothers and sisters whenever and wherever we are able to, you know, so we collectively can make this world a better place. Now, if you want to know more about how we are guided by spirits and really the vision of the future of the earth, and some of these visions that high spirits have told Reverend G. Bowen are just quite interesting. There's even one uh, chapter in the book I have about the future of, of womanhood, how they will be the leaders uh, in the future of our new society. And this is the third in my series. My first book in the series is Heaven and Below. This is the third, How We Are Guided by Spirits. And what I do is I uh, talk about how the spirits guide humans on Earth, spirit assistance, and what the future of Earth is in much better details. Oh, hello. So, hello from Connecticut. So this is something you can find. Again, you can find us on my site, nwspiritism.com. You can click on it, and it will take you to Kindle or, or book. But this is, if you've read the books, the spirit books all by Alan Kardec, our books by Chico Xavier, our Vian Piera, Devaldo Franco, the books I have that I've gotten a lot of information from, from the Reverend G. Bao Owen, tells you about on whole new level, the levels of heaven, what and, and more specific things about the future of the earth. I think that you, if you're interested in spiritism, you may find them very interesting. I did, I had a great time reading them. I must have read uh, Chief Allen's book, uh, Beyond the Veil. He had, had a couple other books, uh, you know, four or five times. Uh, and, and it's amazing because when you read messages from spirits, you have to read them over and over again because they don't mince words and they mean things. And of course, you know how we read. We don't go everything. Oh, yes. Yes, Eliza, love Kardec. I know you, you can't beat Kardec. And of course, everybody knows, I've told everybody a million times, if you don't have enough money to buy a Kardec book, they're all on PDF. So I just want to make sure you just look up Kardec PDF. So let's go to the next step the chapter in Spiritism 101 is the reason for reincarnation. Now again, I'm just going through this pretty in summary. I'm not trying to get in depth too much. So I have a book, The Case for Reincarnation, which I go into reincarnation in much more detail. It's a whole book on reincarnation. But let's talk about the reason for reincarnation. So uh, Spiritism asks us, what are, when we talk about what the Christian attitude is, like we have one life, and we better be good or 
you know, it's not good for us, right? So what are the chances that we would be perfect in only one life? I know my chances were non-existent. The spirit world realizes we are in perfect vessels and we are fragile. Hence, there is no debate in the spirit world that we need to travel through multiple lives to improve. In fact, I was at a talk uh, the other night at Spiritual Center Rio de Janeiro, and um, I forgot the person's name, I apologize, but he was telling us about the Bible and how the Bible had many other reincarnations, uh, re passages about reincarnation in it, until I believe he said the wife of an imperatist. So I, I don't think it was a, it was more like a senator or someone high up said, I don't want, I don't want to be, have that in the Bible and say that I'm going to come back as a slave. I'm, I'm rich and famous, right? So, uh, in, in honor, in, in order to get this thing through and everybody agree with it, they struck a lot of those passages out. There's still hints in the Bible about reincarnation. But of course, anyone can debate that. And I let everyone have their own opinion because, you know, you can find many things in the Bible. Uh, but anyway, I just want to throw that out. That's what other spiritists have said. And to me, I, uh, I believe that. And I've read that from other uh, mediums, uh, from spiritual uh, talk to mediums. So, the question is then, why do we have reincarnation? Well, from that becomes, okay, then how do we ascend? And the answer, how do we become better, right? Because one life we know is not going to do it. So the answer lies within the Spirit's book. And this is in question 166. How can the soul that has not attained perfection during the corporeal life, complete the work of purification? The answer is very short, by undergoing the trial of a new existence. The follow-up question is, how does the soul accomplish this new existence? Is it through its transformation as a spirit? And the answer is, the soul, in purifying itself, undoubtedly undergoes a transformation. But in order to affect it, this transformation, it needs the trial of a corporeal life, meaning we need to be in this physical body. The, the next question after that, uh, under 166, is the soul has then many corporeal existences? And the answer is yes, we will all have many such existences. Those who maintain the contrary wish to keep you in the same ignorance in which they are themselves. They followed that up with, it would seem to result from this statement that the soul, after having quitted one body, takes another. In other words, that it reincarnates itself in a new body. It is thus that this statement is to be understood, and the answer is evidently so. So, a lot of questions people ask me is, and is, you know, so why can't we become perfect in the spirit world? Why do we need to come to earth? And I think that is an excellent question. Because as you rise up and up in the spirit world, and I'll, I'll leave the umbrella and the dark abyss, which are not good places, and you know, you're really not in a good situation there. But as you go up in the heaven, you're still not perfect as the, as the level level of heaven. And, but the problem is, is that there really, there's no sickness, there's, you know, you guarantee you, you can work if you want, right? You'll, you'll work at the place that you want to be, you're with a lot of nice people. But you still may have urges and, and thoughts that are not as 
high level as a state as a perfect spirit. Oh, okay, there you go, you're smiling, yes. Um, and that, and therefore, to really, and, and you can intellectually learn a lot, right, as uh, in the spirit world, probably much more than you can here. But what the what this physical world is, now think of ourselves in the physical world. And then Socrates said the same thing, he goes, I don't know how anybody can think here, because every moment you're, you have a thousand worries and a thousand things coming through you all day because there's no way you can you can really you know be an intellectual in this body and i'm paraphrasing greatly on socrates but i agree with that right so and of course we're a lot smarter in the spirit world so why are we here because it's here that we get the stimuli to change our programming, to change our character, to change our personality. And you will read this over and over in other books by Chico Xavier and other people is that, you know, they call the earth the great kiln. Uh, pain is, you know, is that you have to go through some pain, some suffering in order to really modify your character. So this physical world exists as a super a super college and it's an education of our character of our personality we are not on earth to become scientists we're not on earth to invent something new all of that's been invented in the spirit world we don't invent anything new as Chico Xavier said in, in heaven they're about you know in the first levels of heaven they're 50 to 100 years ahead of us we're not here to become that we're not here to increase our our smartness we are here to really mold our character and this is why we go through hard times also sometimes we go through good times so we can learn how to act even during good times right what's what do they say in the spirits books the hardest trials are trials of the rich because then you can be a complete sob pardon my my uh, words and it's okay because everyone will still kiss you right because you're so rich it's really hard yes we are here to learn and love and that's what I've been trying to say. And of course, as uh, Sol Sousa said it much better than I did. And unfortunately, a lot of us can't intellectually learn to, uh, to love in the spirit world. We have to have that, that greater stimuli uh, knock, us, you know, knock us down a peg or two so we can really learn that. So that's, that's why. So in essence multiple lives are required because one life alone doesn't supply all the lessons needed for us to ascend the spirit andre luis wrote many books psychographed by francisco c xavier in which he goes into great depth about various aspects of the spirit realm in one book he explores the need for us to be reborn over and over again andre luis was assigned to a group of spirits who assisted people leaving their earthly life in the book workers of the life eternal and it's in english uh you can get it again on that edici bookstore where you click on the picture of alan kardec or on uh, amazon of course or any other bookstore you can order it's a wonderful book so in that book he witnesses numerous experiences at people's bedsides and saw firsthand the dramas that swirled around them. He weighed the frequent scenes and stories of people struggling to depart and comes to this conclusion. I'll quote him. Studying cases of death had enriched my knowledge in the field of mental science. The spirit, eternal in essence, makes use of matter, transitory in its associations, where matter, in didactic, in 
didactic material that evolves more and more in the spirit's never-ending course of experience towards integration within the supreme divinity. So what does Andre mean by didactic material in this instance? So one of the definitions of didactic is teaching or intended to teach a moral lesson. That's what life's all about, right? Therefore, as we continue learning in the spirit world and travel through physical trials, we accumulate moral lessons that in turn influence our physical bodies and the structure of our brain as we are reborn. Not only is our intellectual being as spirits important, but the physical makeup of our human form is vital for our involvement on this planet and for our eventual elevation as spirits. Given all that he had seen, Andre fully realizes the need for our multiple attempts at learning in our corporeal bodies. So what he says, hence the reasons for the complex activities of the evolutionary road, the countless diversities, the multiplicity of social positions, the degree of abilities, and the level of intelligence on the various planes of life. What is he saying? This is the wonderful revelation he had. We, he's saying we all go through periods of high social positions, right? Living life with riches and being the smartest person in the room although we also live in the opposite position. Truly, this knowledge must cause us all to be humble. Being trapped in a material body affords us the opportunity to learn what is not possible to apprehend in the spirit, as I said before. Well, certainly, one can gather intellectual knowledge. The building of our emotions of faith, charity, honor, and love are rooted in the pain and suffering we are exposed to in the physical world. The Spirit's Book backs up this thesis in the secondary question to question 175. Would it not be happier to remain as a spirit? And the answer was, no, no, for we should remain stationary and we want to advance towards God. So you see, this somewhat proves my point is we need to have this physical existence so we feel more, right? We, our emotions are, are attacked, are much more stimuli and this will cause us to actually modify our character we all know how hard, hard that is things have to happen pretty you know tragically sometimes for us to really change our mind on things because we are stubborn creatures so for those who believe we only need one physical life to be pure it is as if we wanted to be president of a large company without ever working any other job of course we must start in the mail room and work our way up in various positions to fully comprehend how things get done and how to survive within the culture of the organization. No matter how pious we could have started out as a new spirit, we would still need the required know-how to gain our elevation. Only through rigorous trials do we have the right mixture of beliefs and knowledge to reincarnate with good prospects of success and to be a valued worker in the spirit realm. You know, it always uh, amuses me when people say, well, you know, I was the queen. I, you know, I was, you know, I was the king or whatever. And I, I always think to myself, boy, you know, the higher you are, the more people you can affect badly, the more wrongs you can do by a stroke of your pen. Um, you know, now I know better. I don't, I hope I wasn't ever in too much power, although I've told, I've told this group before, I've been in positions of power. And of course, I didn't do too well. So, 
Um, now I understand why, you know, things happen the way it has with me. So it, it's not a good thing. There was uh, one passage, and I forgot what book, there was this woman who was just in great pain all the time. She was bedridden, lived a terrible life. And what was said about her is that she had been a queen in a previous life. And there was no better friend to her friends and no worse enemy to her enemies. And she had gone through some lives after that, but she said, no, I want to expiate these wrongs in one really tough life. And that's why she was in a very poor condition in health and her present life when she was written about. So be careful what you wish for. The trials of the rich and powerful are not easy. So multiple lives. The question is, okay, how do these multiple lives work, right? When, where, why, and how? So we do need to accumulate a mountain of instances and encounters from all social, cultural, and physical environments. So first of all, before I go into that, I'd like to say is we, everything that happens to us doesn't necessarily mean it was for a past wrong. A lot of things that happen to us could mean that we are there because they want to round ourselves out, right? We should be rich. We should be poor. We should be maybe an accountant. We should know how things work, right? We should be a farmer so we can understand the land. There's all sorts of things we probably should do just to round out our experiences. So, we, we are on task to build a strong foundation in that vein, right? Upon which we can amass ever more knowledge and possess the wisdom to utilize it appropriately. So where do we begin to lay the base for our future? The answer once again lies in the Spirit's Book. Question 172. Do we accomplish all our different corporeal existences upon this earth? The answer is not all of them, for those existences take place in many different worlds. The world in which you are now is neither the first nor the last of these, but is one of those that are the most material and the furthest removed from perfection. Then question 173. Does the soul at each new corporeal existence pass from one world to another, or can it accomplish several existences on the same globe? And here's the answer. It may live many times on the same globe. Oh, oh, Ivani, good evening from Brazil. Yes, I am here. It, it may live many times on the globe if it not be sufficiently advanced to pass to a higher one. That's probably me. I probably lived here many times because I'm not advanced to pass to a higher one. We may then reappear several times upon the earth is the question. And the answer is certainly. Now, question is, can we come back to it after having lived in other worlds? And the answer is, assertedly, you can. You may have already lived elsewhere as upon the earth. So the answers imply that we live on whatever worlds may be necessary in order to gather the required curriculum. I cannot stress enough, and I go on this a lot more in my book, The Case for Reincarnation, what, how much planning is involved in our lives. Think about Seven billion people on earth, they all have lessons they have to go through. How many millions of people that have you, you, do you intersect, right, throughout your lifetime? I know there's probably maybe a couple hundred that are major, but then those couple hundred intersect with a couple hundred more. 
right? It's just that the planning that goal that is involved in our lives is absolutely astounding. Now, in my book, The Case for Reincarnation, I do go into, um, there's different levels, right? There's a very interesting part, uh, and I forgot, I think it was the book After Liberation, I don't remember exactly, but Andre Luis finds his grandfather, who was a miser, he was stuck in the umbrella. And he said, well, how can we help him? And the answer was, oh, we can help him, we can reincarnate him pretty quickly, which was interesting. I read that, I go, interesting. Because before I'd read about the, the amount of planning, they plan their future, they plan their physical their physical body, they plan what's gonna happen, you know, like when they're 40, I, I read one part where a guy was gonna have a really bad ulcer at a certain point uh, at, at his life, at, at a certain area in his, you know, stomach or intestine. And the reason he had that ulcer is because he stabbed an ulcer because he stabbed someone at that particular point. But then when they talked about his father, who was, you know, in, down in the umbrella, and he said, no, we can, we, can, we can do this pretty quickly. And the answer was, because he's going to be born into a very poor family, and he will not uh, affect much the environment or the, the areas around him. You know, he'll just live a very simple life. So doesn't that show you that... These people who are politicians now, captains of industry, right, inventors, whatever, teachers, scientists, uh, there is a whole level of planning for people who are going to move the earth, who are going, who are going to change the earth. I mean, some of them may not change for the better, some of them, you know, but who are planning to hopefully they can contribute to the earth versus those who are just coming back and trying to live a more simple existence who don't have, you know, who are not going to ever be in the history books. So I thought that might be very interesting to a great number of people. So there are different levels of planning for different levels of contribution to society as a whole. So, in summary, we we have many many lives we live on many different worlds right in order to gather the required lessons and we are all interstellar travelers there are aliens and you've been an alien you don't remember it, but you've probably been an alien our memories at this journal are hidden right now uh, our journey are hidden but when we regain those thoughts and remembrances when we return to the spirit world and are determined to qualify are determined to be qualified to handle our memories. So, now let's talk about the next major thing we talk about in Spiritism 101. And there's a lot of questions about this by many people. And again, this is, I just go over this very lightly. I, I do I read, I talk about, I wrote about a lot more of this in my book, Explore Your Destiny. Again, that you can get on the right-hand side of, of my blog nwspiritism.com so predestination and free will so when people ask you know why is the earth the way it is right why are everything so screwed up why you know why do these things happen and I always say well free will is the main cause because we have the we we can decide to screw up anything we want we have free will we are like we are like first graders, and the parents say they have free will. They can eat the crayons, they can paint on the walls, they can do anything they want. Well, not really true because we are guided by spirits, and 
there are things pre-planned for us and so forth. So, so this is what I'm going to talk about. Well, how much free will do we have? So, why is spiritualism important to us? Out of the numerous doctors of religion, why is spiritism special? Because spiritism explains the entire reason for our life. Not just that we are here on earth to perform good deeds, to be true and honest individuals. There are many good pathways for this particular truth. What we are given is the why for each one of us. The answer for each person alive on earth and the spirit world around the earth is different. Not different in our common goal becoming better in the drive to attain the position of a pure spirit, but in the focus given to our individual plight and our relationship with the spirit world. Different in the meaning and sequence of daily events, why we were born of certain parents, why we have the friends that we do, why we have the job that we either love or are stuck with, every detail in your life has a reason and spiritism can can pull back the covers for that, right? The quest for these answers is why spiritism is vitally relevant to you. One of the most significant set of inquiries concerns the matter of your personal destiny. The discussion of the plan of your life on earth is scattered throughout Kardec's books and in the books psychographed by mediums such as Francisco C. Xavier, etc., right? In Alan Kardec's The Gospel According to Spiritism, the starting point for understanding your trials is in this paragraph. Again, this is the, the book, The Gospel According to Spiritism. Christ said, Blessed are the afflicted, for they shall be comforted. But how can we bless suffering if we don't know why we suffer? Spiritism shows that the cause lies in previous existences and in the destiny of earth where spirits, or I'm sorry, where humans expiate their past. It shows them the purpose of their suffering as being solitary, which leads to healing. Oh, my favorite speaker, oh, thank you. <laughs> Alan Kardec, it must be. It shows them the purpose of suffering as being solitary, which leads to healing, and which are the purification that ensures happiness in future existences. Humans understand that they deserve to suffer and they find suffering to be just. They know that this suffering aids their progress and they accept it without complaining, just as workers accept the work will, that will ensure their wages. So, why is this important to understand our place in our destiny? According to the quote above, we should gladly accept whatever is thrown at us with a smile and work our butts off to get through it. Well. Except for the few of us that possess that perfect attitude of accepting all of life's vicissitudes, we need to first comprehend what is occurring so we can meditate on it and try to mold our attitude so we may survive the ordeal the best we can. Because I know me, when they said, oh, they, they suffer this without complaining, that wasn't me, right? I've complained a lot, I confess, right? But we complain less the more we understand why things happen to us, why in spiritism supplies that answer. So we need to think of this. Are we locked and loaded into a roller coaster ride and can't get off until we expire? No, we do have free will, but to a certain extent. There is this uh, wonderful message that was written in one of the magazines by Alan Kardec, it was translated into English and, and books. 
And they had a message from the spirit Diogenes. Now, if you remember, Diogenes was in the time of Alexander the Great, and he was the one that went through with a light looking for the one honest man in Athens. And they talked to the spirit Diogenes, and they said, um, they talked to him for a while, but this, this is interesting. He said, no, you on earth, you're just slaves. And Diogenes, you know, it even sounded like Diogenes, because he talked to you like, you know, this upperclassman uh, talking down to the freshman like, you idiots, don't you know this? And he, you know, wasn't that nice about it. And he said, no, you're slaves on earth. Which I take to mean is that in higher worlds, you have much more, your free will is really your free will, is not just your free will decisions you make in each of the trials that are sent to you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, Edner. Um, not just the trials that are sent to you, but you can actually decide the path you want to go. So as you go higher and higher into higher worlds, you, your free will extends to a lot more. So what I tell people, yes, you have free will, but it's more of how you react to what was given to you. It's more like you're in middle school, right? And the bell rings and you have to go to this class, otherwise the VP, right, the vice principal will give you a, a little tap on the shoulder. Or the old days during my time may give you a little whack. And you'll know you gotta go to this class. You don't have that. You, you, you're not mature enough to decide your next class. Higher worlds, you'll be mature enough to decide your next class. So, what I'm trying to say is that for the most of us, the majority of events in our life is pre-planned, as if the earth was the college and God determined exactly what courses we needed in order to improve. Now, this is the part that we all dread, and we're going through it not an easy time. We must acquire the experiences allotted to us to ensure that we never repeat what we have done wrong in the past. You will pay for your transgressions in past lives. There is no escaping that past, right? That fact. So here's the difficult and complex portion of your life. How do you combine the expi expiation of your wrongs with making free will choices and doing what you desire in life? There is an answer. And I actually, I go through a lot of this in my book, How to Live uh, Inner Peace Through Spiritism. But in the book, Missionaries of Life, psychographed by Chico Chapier, where Henri Luis is discussing the intimate birth of a spirit who will undergo trials for his past wrongs. Andre asks about the plan for this spirit's life. And Alec, uh, Andre's teacher replies, notice that I said benefit and not destiny. He was talking about the benefit of his trials. Many people confuse a constructive plan with fatalism. Both this person and, and our, another person he's talked about have the information we are talking about. Uh, here's Spiritism is light, and I'm thankful to have it in my, in my life. It's more easy to understand the things that happen in our lives and teach us to be better humans. That is exactly, and I say that over and over again uh, to everyone, is that if you want to relieve, that's why I wrote the book, How to Live, uh, Inner Peace of Spiritism, because the more you understand about Spiritism, when things affect you, it's like, okay, I understand that. It's not like it's, oh, it's horrible. I can't believe my car didn't start or my, my uncle said I was a horrible person. Like, who cares? Right? Those are little things. It just makes everything, puts everything in perspective. So thank you for saying that. So you're absolutely correct. 
So, oh, and this is what Andre's mentor was saying. Because nobody enters a school for a more or less long period without a specific purpose and without knowing the rules that he or she should obey. So what he's saying is that we are all assigned a curriculum, a course of study in the college campus that suits our needs for our present life, a learning institution that is intended to move us to a higher level, a higher level only if we are able to accumulate enough credits or we may be required to repeat. Andre probes deeper into the contours of the plan for the person he's talking about. Andre wishes to know how the trials are matched up with the past wrongs in this person's future life. And this is what he was told. For that reason, the diagram of useful trials is drawn up beforehand, much like a student's workbook at a regular school. In view of this, the diagram corresponding to his life has been duly drawn up taking into consideration the psychological cooperation of his parents, the domestic backdrop, and the fraternal assistance that will be given to him by countless friends from this side. So imagine our friend returning to a school, Earth, and in doing so, fulfilling a purpose to acquire new qualities. In order to do this, he'll have to submit to the rules of the school, renouncing up to the point the greater freedom he used to enjoy in our environment, the spirit world. So hearing this, Andre is confused. He believes Andre's description implies a fixed destiny since a detailed plan is formulated and all external events seemingly factored into the plan. So then he's corrected, although I will comment about this correction. Don't fall into the error assumed by many people. That would imply an obligatory form of spiritual conduct. Get that word, spiritual conduct. Of course, individuals are reborn with a relative independence and are sometimes subjected to certain harsher conditions for educational purposes. But such imperative never suppresses the free impulse of the soul and its aim towards advancements. Stagnation are fallen to lower conditions. There is a plan of spiritually edifying tasks to be fulfilled by spirits who reincarnate, where their guides set the approximate quota of eternal qualities that they are prone to acquire during their transitory existence, meaning here. The spirit who is returning to the physical realm can either improve this quota and surpass its superior's predictions by means of its own intensive effort, or it can fall short and go further into debt to its neighbor, scorning the holy opportunities that have been granted it. So what he's saying is, therefore, we should think of our life like we are at school, a school we can't possibly escape until we graduate. Graduation is death, but don't think about that right now, right? In that school, we have classes we like, and others we either detest or find extremely boring. In most cases, we sit and dread the possibility of being called to answer something, like, no, I'm, I'm not calling. We don't have the freedom to leave the school or the classroom for the time allocated to that subject assigned to us, but we do have the freedom to either raise our hand and answer correctly with enthusiasm or slink into the back and mutter something, hoping to escape that moment of terror and, you know, guess which one gets you the better grade. So what I've seen a lot in the writings and the spirits books is I was trying to take great pain and say, well, you have free will. And it's really... Yes, they're right, but it's really free will of how you 
how you take the lessons, right? Is what you learn from the lessons, your attitude and your character during the lessons. If life's been hard to you at the time, are you mean to everybody else because life's been hard to you, right? Are you refusing to learn like, okay, something bad happened to me and maybe I don't like that. Maybe I shouldn't do that to other people. Or do you do the opposite saying, well, if someone did that to me, I'm gonna do that to everybody else, which is the exactly wrong lesson you don't wanna learn. That's really, that's more of our free will. And I'm not, you know, and it's necessary. I've come to the conclusion. I was like, ah, oh, I don't know, but, but it's necessary because we are stubborn little animals, are we not? And we actually, and, and the question is, okay, I think everybody here understands that I'm talking to, yes, we need to be better people. And we need, you know, we, we need this. But really, okay, so why do we need to be better? Why do we need to be nice? Why can we just be mediocre spirits? I'm getting hot here in real. Can we just be mediocre spirits in the spirit world and, you know, kind of, uh, we've got some personality defects, but we can still enjoy ourselves. Well, here is the answer. And a lot of this is in my folks that, that given by the Reverend G. Vowell that talks about the higher levels of heaven and what's there, why we need to learn and be better. Because on earth, we live in an objective world, right? This is solid, right? The wall is the wall. I'm, I'm matter, I can't put my finger through my cheek. I could have been hurt a lot. The spear world is like a fantasy world that you cannot, I've not seen anything in science fiction or fantasy that that even comes close to what high spirits have told the refugee Bowen and backed up by information. And what I do, and I back up everything in that told to refugee Bowen, backed up by, you know, information from Devaldo, you know, psychographed by Devaldo Franco from Joanna D'Angelis, et cetera, and other books by Chico Xavier and Yvonne Pierre. In the spirit world, guess what? Thought is reality. Thought is action. Your thoughts, you, as described by G. Vowell and group of four or five spirits get together, they decide what they want to build, and they'll build a whole temple. They'll build a whole house. They'll create a whole new environment. They'll elevate a city to another whole level. Do you understand what this means, that you have power beyond your imagination, and that as you go higher and higher, when you finally graduate from that ultimate level of, of heavens around the earth, you will go on to help guide planets, the evolutionary life, whole civilizations, create life, design life. Do you understand how much power you will have? And now do you realize how much training you really need? This, this is really the spark that should go off. Oh, I lost connection. Oh, my back. I said I lost connection. Oh, I hope I'm back. Let me know. Uh, can someone give me a comment if I'm back? Because it said I lost connection for uh, a moment. So this is the spark that you need. And this is why it's so important for us to stay humble, right? It's like the little child, as, as we've been told by Jesus, right? Come to the spirit world like the child. Learn what we have to learn and be humble about it. So I hope this helps everybody. 
and um, I'd like to remind everybody please share this video go to my BitChute, my YouTube channel uh, uh, my blog and um, I wish you all the best and I will end here and I just want to say for everyone bless you all good night